There's no camera. We're just doing it. And if we I fuck know, up, we'll do it again. We're just doing it. Yeah. Ah. In it in Tuana. In Hedjuana. In Hedwana. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and Hedjuana. And Okay, we'll work on it. We'll and work on Hedjuana. it. Hedjuana. <laughs> Hi. Close? close. You're getting there. Hi. I'm Allegra. Um, I'm part of Mayday Roleplay, as you would expect, since this is our channel. Um, I'm a huge history nerd. So this is going to be a huge history nerd show. And it's also going to be a D&D nerd show. Because why not just mix those two together? Uh, this is Heroes You Should Know. Um, I don't know how I convinced the others to let me do this, but I did. Uh, so the entire kind of conceit of what's going to be happening here is there's a ton of historical folks we don't hear about because they're not dudes, they're not straight, they're not white, they're not a combination of those. And that sucks, because they've kind of shaped the way the world exists. And so I thought we should know about them. And then I thought, it'd be cool if I turned them into D&D characters. So now I'm doing both. Uh, sometimes it'll be just me. This week, though, I have my resident drama twin, Caleb, here with me. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> I cannot and, uh, I cannot be more happy that I'm here. I, Me fucking too, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know... I don't know. This is going to be fun. I'm really excited about this. I, I like talking about history things, and I also like talking about D&D things, so it's going to be perfect. Um, let's see. So I'll kind of go through the research of the person that I've chosen for this week, um, and then Caleb's going to give his build for them. I'm going to give my build. We don't know each other's builds yet, so it's going to be really fun to kind of find out what you thought from the research and what I thought from the research. Yeah. I it's think they terrifying. might be similar. We, t we tend to make things similarly. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Well, you know, the um, interesting thing is that you told me you weren't multi-classing at all. And I think I multi-class yeah. like 6,000 different ways. So I think that'll be the, the main difference. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought about multi-classing. I was like, no, I want to just see if I can just pull it straight and see what happens. The only thing I'll try to pull straight ever in my life. Sorry. Hey. That's a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, um, for the purposes of this, everyone's going to be human because... They were and fuck dealing with all the racial traits bullshit. I, I'm just saying they existed maybe four thousand years ago. Who? How? Who are we to say they're not Luxodons? I'm just saying. Damn Big it. elephant people out there. I think we're missing a market here. Well, next time, next time we do a four thousand year old person, we'll do a Luxodon. Perfect. A Thank you. That's what we'll do. I feel validated. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much, that's pretty much the rundown. Um, so here we go. I am doing, this week, the first published author in Hedjuana. Caleb, do you, do you want to try and take a crack at, take, in, take a crack at your name? Hedjuana. I think I have it down. Yeah! Buddy, that was so good! Thank you. I didn't realize it was like three syllables, so earlier it was like, in Hedjuana, like, I was skipping straight through into it. Oh, you so got it. Uh, that's a that's a picture of her i guess i guess over here down here um there were other there were other pictures of her that i liked more but they had titties in them and yeah. it's twitch so no titties even Damn if they're titties. four thousand year old titties no titties um yeah so in hedjuana was the first published author uh kind of the one that just kind of put her name on her writing first essentially 
So she was born in 2285 BCE in Mesopotamia, and she was the daughter of King Sargon the Great. So he was a Sumerian king in the Mes- in Mesopotamia at that time. Uh, she would have been born with a name that wasn't in Hejuana, but when she became, so her dad, so her dad made her high priestess. That's kind of an important detail here. Her dad made her high priestess of the, uh, the main temple to Inanna in their capital city, Ur, which is kind of close to the city of Nisar, Nisiria in modern day Iraq. So she, she would have had like a birth name, but that kind of got lost when she became the high priestess and took on the name of Hejuana, which literally means like ornament of heaven. So she was, she, she knew what she was about. Um, and so during this time, the Akkadians who were another like group of like another civilization within Mesopotamia had been absorbed by the Sumerians, which was King Sargon and, uh, and Hejuana. Um, and so that was that was like there was a bunch of like strife kind of going on at the time uh and in uh sorry <laughs> and Inhajuana was a priestess to the goddess inanna who if you if you know the uh the epic of gilgamesh it's the same thing as ishtar but just like inanna is the sumerian version of ishtar and ishtar is akkadian um and actually fun fact as if you like track down and had or inanna ishtar if you track it down far enough, she actually turns into Aphrodite. Oh, that's in, crazy. Uh, Greek mythology. That's nuts. So these are uh, all like the, the yeah, same I, people. It, it like the like it kind of like funnels down into it. It's so, not like necessarily the direct same, but like from Inanna comes or from like from Inanna and Ishtar comes like there's a couple more steps and then it eventually dumps out into Aphrodite essentially. I, I think it's hilarious that like the further you go down, the more that they've sort of bastardize some of the things that Inanna is about. I mean, there's so many cool names right. in this list, like, you know, war and combat and justice and political power and yeah. all the strength. And then you get to Aphrodite and it's all just about being Beauty with and people and fucking and loving. And like we lose a yeah. lot of that. That's crazy. And that was kind of like a huge thing for Inanna too. And, uh, and Hejuana being like a priestess of her, because like, like Caleb was saying, she was the goddess of love, beauty, sex, desire, and fertility, but also war, combat, justice, and political power. Like that's crazy. So fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there was a lot of power that comes from having like their main goddess be like, you know, a goddess of love but also like of war and like combat. And so like the, by, by kind of bringing her to the forefront and making her like a pretty big part of their, um, their culture and their worship as a whole, like at the very forefront, they kind of helped quell rebellion basically, because like this is who's like looking over the city and this is who's like got the biggest grasp on, on Ur. So why the hell would you try to rebel if this is the goddess that's like watching out for you? But she's also all about love. So it's, it's this cool, like dichotomy. I, oh, I love it. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, so there are, so essentially what in Hedjuana did and Hedju, yeah, I said it right. Hedjuana did. I was saying, uh, see, I fucked you up she now. Wrote, now you're going to say it a million times. You did. <laughs> so she, wrote a bunch of poems and like declarations to Inanna. Um, where's, 
where's my list of where's my list of her writing? Where did you go? There it is. So, uh, Descent of Inanna, The Exaltation of Inanna, Inanna Segura, which is the Great Hearted Mistress, uh, Nin Nin Masara, The Exaltation of Inanna. It, like, there's a couple different names to some of them, and then any oh man, <laughs> any Mahesua, uh, the Goddess of Fearsome Power. So she wrote all of these that are just all about Inanna and like pretty much just being like, hey, this is who's watching over us and this is who's got the most power here. But also she wrote like a bunch of poems. I think it was like 42, somewhere around 42 about just like personal frustration and religious piety and hope and the effects of war and like just everyday life of people in, you know, in Ur at this time. So she's also this hugely important historical kind of landmark as like keeping track of what the hell was going on there at the time. Yeah. One thing I loved about like going into her poems, the the first one I read through is, well, the first half is all about her love for her goddess, of course. And it's going into Mm -hmm. the almighty power and, and everything about that. But halfway through, she, she talks about this experience of doubt when her, her government was taken over, when her father was, uh, you know, essentially moved into um, like we were talking about, the Acadians were taken over and absorbed. Um, and about how she had this moment where she felt like she was carrying a burden for her God yeah. and then found that that burden made her stronger. And so I thought it was really cool that she's sitting here and as old as this is, she's sitting there and she's talking about, you know, religious doubt and trying to find religion through, through, you know, the struggle of loss and war and, and this right. huge change in power. Yeah. I mean, she's, she like she kind of touches on every aspect of it in all of her writing and i think that's really cool that like the like like you said like the doubt is there and that's not something you see a whole lot in other other writings of people like especially religious people especially high yeah. priestesses of whatever religion i think that's yeah. fucking dope yeah because she spends um, like the the first half of that poem going she's the greatest fucking thing in the world she creates the wind she is the power she's the mad bull and then immediately yeah. she goes but maybe I had like half a moment where it was like, fuck dude, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Which is incredible. Like right. how, how you can have both of those things and be so honest. And another thing she talks about in one of the other poems uh, is the, like she kind of like praises Inanna for her ability to like be desirable and like arouse people and all this stuff. And then like talks about her ability to turn a man into a woman and a woman into a man, which is like, which is essentially talking about how all of the followers of Inanna were pretty androgynous and kind of like cross the line of like, eh, gender's fucked, right? Let's yeah. not care about it because they had people of like all sexes up in up in the up in the temple, so they're like, eh, fuck it, yeah. we don't need gender, and they they dressed pretty pretty much the same, people like everyone did, and oh, I just think it's so cool. I really I really think she's cool. Yeah. I think she's neat. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's I get what a little like emotional about it. Like expecting of gods of sexuality and gender, fertility, yeah. all all these things that are related to the person. I mean, I'd be upset if it wasn't sort of an ambiguous nature of it because that's what we are as right. people. We are, we are never one of one thing. We are like a, a different smattering of everything that's there. And I, that's one thing I love too is how um not ambiguous but universal her message was not only yeah, on sure. religion but on on sex on gender on relation you, you, you know everything came to it with this idea of universality we're all a part of the same people 
Yeah. And that's, that's actually a really good lead into what I was going to talk about next. So thanks buddy. Um, so because, because Sargon had taken over the Akkadians and the Sumerians were like absorbing the Akkadians essentially, um, there was a lot, like I said, like a lot of unrest, but she found a way within her writing to, first of all, bring the gods to like a very accessible point for like the like the the lay people of the world and like that wasn't something that had happened before because before it was like you're high priestess you hang out up here and like she's the one that deals with the gods and like that's it but because she was trying to like pull in like pull in the Akkadians and pull in the Sumerians and pull in everyone to like be one kind of unified empire I guess yeah she she brought it to like to such an accessible level for everyone and i think in installing her as the as the high priestess it's pretty much the smartest thing that sargon did i don't know a whole lot about sargon i probably should have done more research about her dad but i didn't because i don't care about him really because we know about sargon well yeah in, in yeah we're not talking about him. not me apparently right now <laughs> but she like she basically laid the spiritual groundwork for the first stable multilingual religious or multilingual multi-religious culture because she took the Akkadian gods and the Sumerian gods and was like okay well here's how they cross over in yeah. Anasishtar like and like made all these connections to make it you know like ac- accessible for everyone and like kind of chilled out any tension that was there yeah yeah and I I saw in my research that Just it was so- common for someone in this place of power to make their first daughter into a priestess of Inanna and and sort of give up this practice which is even better it was actually her that started that it was Sargon who it was because of Sargon that they started doing that for generations afterwards so in Hejuana like essentially was like the first one and then what I love about that is is then even in that moment you have like like you can't even attribute it to Sargon then it was the the huge you know influence of this woman that started this trend that created this this thing that was going to stretch on and you may have had a good idea putting her in there and, and trusting his daughter, but you know, sure. she, she's that beacon, which I think is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's like that. I think I really do think that's how he kind of kept it together without it kind of falling yeah. apart because she, like I said, like she brought in on us. So like into the forefront, um, of course there was a coup attempt by a dude named, uh, Lugal on, I think is how you say his name. I'm probably saying it wrong. It's 4,000 years old. Who knows? Yeah, there's um, no fucking way we're going to get it right. There's just no absolutely. conceivable way. I looked at it maybe 50 times because it yep. could be Lugal Ain, Lugal Ane, Lugalin, like. <laughs> Lugalin A, yeah. yeah like Lugalin, there's, there's so yeah. many ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he tried, he, he successfully ousted her from the temple. And then when she wrote the exaltation of Inanna, it was, that was essentially her being like, hey, fucking help get this yeah. bitch out of here and then he somehow got that got out like she like he was he was ousted and she was back in yeah yeah and because it's four thousand years old we don't know how that happened but that happened yeah and so so like and and that was another thing because she attributed it to anana and being like hey i asked for this and she fucking came through yeah so <laughs> Well, and I don't mess with her because she comes back with these poems right after the fact saying, hey, if you want any proof of God, there it is. I asked and she came. Also, fuck this dude. Distract, distract. Yeah, (laughs) it's incredible. 
it was yeah that's i think that's pretty cool too um along with doing a lot of work like legwork for history she uh had a bunch of early scientific observations about astronomy uh, astronomy astronomy as well um and so because of inanna also has connections with the moon because why wouldn't she um so it was essentially like she's look like like she's looking up to the heavens to right. commune with her probably and so you know she would obviously notice some patterns and notice some changes and there's actually a crater on mercury named after her oh wow I think that's neat too yeah that's yep. awesome um so scribal practices were usually seen as like a male thing but of course she said screw that and i'm gonna do it anyway and i don't care um and this actually helped grow literacy especially among women within mesopotamia because they had as i said this like lady high priestess who was a total Mm -hmm. badass and they were like hey i want to i want to learn that shit too and so they did and so like literacy during her during and after her actually like jumped which is, I don't know how you would measure that in, you know, the olden yeah. times, but apparently that's what happened. Uh, of course, there are uh, folks who are going to say that she was not an actual author because the original, her original writings were done in cuneiform, but the only thing that still exists are copies that were made around 1800 BCE. So, like, essentially they were copied over, is what right. it looks like. But they are still attributed to her. And there are people from that time, other people who were historians who, like, started doing things after her, uh, that were like, no, this is for sure in Hejuana. Like, this is, like, she's the one that wrote this. Yeah. I, so, I mean, if you, if there's, you're gonna there's questions that, about if it's her, but it's her. If you're going to use that as basis, you have a situation like Shakespeare where they don't even have authors to prove that he wrote some of the things he has. And to this day, we still attribute almost everything he did to him. So it's weird to have that sort of naysaying when when you have backed up writings like that. Exactly. But, you know, she was a powerful woman in history. So why the fuck would (laughs) why the fuck would anyone want to actually give her her due? But that's what we're doing here. um and yeah that's that's about it there's not really a whole lot of information about how or when she died which i'm which i'm going to take as she died at a ripe old age uh after after doing good work and being a badass for years she did die in the sometime in the 2250s bce um but i also read somewhere that she was high priestess for more than 40 years so that math doesn't really line up so wow. we're we're looking at somewhere between like 30 and 50. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's She's exceptionally cool. old for 4,000 years ago. That's incredible. Fuck yeah. 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 So that's, that's our girl in Hedjuana. She's pretty, pretty badass. I super love her and I think about her a lot. <laughs> yeah. She's incredible. I knew nothing about her until this week when you sent me all the info and now I feel dumb for not knowing her, which is always the best feeling in the world because you walk away going, holy shit, this is the first writer in existence or at least the first published writer in existence. And I've never heard of her. Like, you know, I I feel so much richer for having known that she she was out there. And the the D&D kid in me immediately went, oh, so much of this shit applies to a game. Like so much. (laughs) Yeah. She was such a fun build, dude. Yeah, yeah, she she was a lot of fun to put together. Mm-hmm. And 
I knew where I wanted to go like before we had even sort of really done the research and then the research affirmed it and changed it. And by the time I was done with everything, I was like, damn, okay. So it's definitely in there, but is it the whole thing? I had this whole yes. crisis of faith of putting her together because I didn't, I didn't want to do misjustice to everything that came into who she was, because you can say a lot about you know, bastardizing someone's existence into a single subclass or, or whatever. It might, it's easy to say, yeah. okay, the college of lore done. She was a writer. That's a writing. That, yeah. We're going to do it right there. But you know, it's another thing to take the experiences and everything that she was as a person and, and put those into, you know, what you might play at the table. And yeah. I tried to go that route instead of just going do with my initial. Yeah. Lore's like the obvious jump. Yeah, but I I want to. What did you? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, what what class and subclass did you give her? We're, okay. We're, oh, we're we're starting at level. We're doing level ten just to give us space to give us yeah. feeds and pump them up a little bit, give them like cool shit rather than be like this is a level one. So they're everyone's going to be level ten. So, so Caleb, hit me with that level ten. All right, she is a level ten. She is a cleric four. That's yep. her first. Bard three. Paladin three. Oh yeah, I was hoping you'd throw Paladin in there. Yeah, yeah. So Paladin absolutely had to come into that, and I tried to use the level ten progression from when she first takes her position as priestess to just about right after the coup attempt, and so that's where I I sort of got a lot of this from. Um, but yeah, that's what I went with: cleric Hell four, yes. bard three, Paladin three. That's amazing. What subclasses did she did she go into? Okay, so. Cleric, I was at a loss. There were a lot of things I could have done. I could have done devotion because she loves her God so fully. You know, I, I could have gone with a few of them that, that fit. I mean, even the justice one to a certain extent yeah. felt like it, it could be palpable. But I went with one of the new Tasha beats, um, which is, uh, you know, uh, a, a new iteration of an unearthed arcana I love to death. And I went with Peace Domain. Uh, the idea oh. behind it was she is a unifier of people. She's yes. someone whose writings brought all of these different gods together and said, this can be one thing. We can love one spirit and be together in that moment without, without losing the connection to such. Right. Yeah. So I went with peace domain as a cleric because that was her goal initially was, was to bring the word of her God and to bring people together. Um, for Bard, uh, I went with, um, I'm going to forget the, the name of the damn subclass. Give me one second. Yeah, college yeah. of Eloquence. Um, college That's of Eloquence. my full build is called College of Eloquence. There you go. So, that makes sense. There we, we did it again. <laughs> college of Eloquence was actually the first thing I thought about her as soon as I heard her and you told me just the snippet yep. of what we were going to do. And I was like, oh, total College of Eloquence. Yeah. So I knew I had to have that in there because... Above all, she was a speaker. She was a poet. She was someone who could bring people together with their words. And, you know, there's so much about her that fits so well into what we expect of a statesman, of, of the eloquent, you know, Bard College. Uh, and then Paladin of Three, uh, I went with Oath of Devotion. Yep. But this is all about her after the coup. This is about being strong and resolute in her faith and not allowing someone to think they could stop her from from worshiping her god from moving forward which does fit into the cleric point of view but you can't write a diss track about how your god 
basically just came into the flesh without sounding a little bit like a paladin. Right. So immediately I was like, oh, I got to get in there. It also works with, uh, we'll get to the equipment, but the paladin and her comes out in the equipment a little bit too. Fuck yes. Okay. All right. Okay. What about, uh, what, 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 uh, what'd you, what stats did you give her? Okay. So I went with standard array. Yep. We're, we're um, going to do, we're going to do standard array across the board every time. That's what we're going to start yep. from just to make things basic and easy for everyone instead of I, rolling. I didn't go with feats because I didn't really find one that I, I felt really spoke to her enough. I saw That's someone right. that were borderline that I felt that maybe could apply, but I didn't mm-hmm. want maybe I wanted to immortalize her the best I could. So strength at an 11. Um, Dex is her dump step. Uh, uh, unfortunately, she's she's not going to be dexterous. She lives a sedentary lifestyle. She's valid, you know, you know the 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 king's daughter, right? So nine in dexterity, thirteen in constitution. Because how can you survive a coup without having at least a little uh, constitution? Fuck yeah, intelligence of eighteen, because everything I see throughout the writing in her is is someone who is knowledgeable who has an understanding of exactly how she's feeling and how to replicate that which i know ties into wisdom too but i think the artistry the creativity that comes out in front of it the ability to at a time like that four thousand years ago to have this concept of yes you're stuck in our empire but that doesn't mean you have to be stuck you you can be a part of us it's too intelligent for her time she had to have maximum intelligence i gave her an 18 wisdom at 15 of course it's going to be her second because obviously she was wise beyond her years even when she took the position to begin with yeah and then a charisma 14 because she's as uh influential to her people as she is wise um and that's what i'm rocking for stats there oh man i love that uh what what what, like what are her like real good proficiencies what are like her skill proficiencies her skills uh, she's rocking because of the bard stats she's got a fuck ton of shit doesn't she yeah it's ridiculous (laughs) her highest are for both history and religion she has a plus 12 hell yeah yeah it's ridiculous uh and then plus sixes for almost every charisma stat Mm -hmm. um and i think her lowest is acrobatics (laughs) <laughs> nothing is below a, a plus one so she's pretty nuts across the board but yeah, religion and history i thought applied the most because when i'm yeah. thinking writing it all comes from history it all comes from past knowledge so i thought yeah. you got to uh you said you didn't do any feats really no no feats i didn't see anything i i thought really came into play yeah i thought that she was coming at it from more of a skilled point of view more of a an attribute point of view because when you're looking at feats you're looking at exactly a specific type of person and none of them really spoke to me for for that that makes sense uh what about spells what are like your big spells for her okay like good big spells for her some some of these are really just writer puns um yes good love it so cantrips she's off obviously got message obviously Um, She's got mending. She brought people together. Mm-hmm. Of course, she's going to bring your broken bowstring back together. Um, resistance, because fuck the coup. Um, <laughs> uh, guidance, vicious mockery, word of radiance, some some basics. Yes, yes, yes. In the first level category, we're looking at stuff like ceremony. 
because you know head priestess priestess got to be putting up some ceremonies hey me too buddy uh command comprehend languages um heroism because yes. i mean that's so her you, you know giving giving defense to the people illusory script because that might as well be what she was doing with this the tablets to begin with yep um protection oh, well that's that's off her base stuff uh shield of faith silent image oh and mm -hmm. sanctuary sanctuary because fuck it, yeah dude. um and then second level i gave her zone of truth uh <laughs> she's definitely spitting it gift of gab from the the new spells off the bard list yeah, yeah, yeah. uh calm emotions and enthrall mm. that's what i'm working with nice oh those are so good oh i love it uh and equipment what's what equipment you got for her? okay so uh, she doesn't have much of course she's got a dungeoneer's pack because i don't care what historical figure when you make a DD character you give them a dungeoneer's bag <laughs> um she has a spell guard shield Ooh. i thought that might be nice um you, you know it gives disadvantage or, or i'm sorry it gives you advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects yeah so sure. if any god comes for her she'll be ready um she has a mithril chain uh uh breastplate uh yeah. which goes over the robes and everything I, I was trying to think like what's the closest you can get to four thousand year old kevlar i thought pretty <laughs> myth mithril uh, uh chest plate was good and she has a rapier but I, i'm gonna go into the notes here and tell you what i've been thinking okay. in terms of how the equipment is explained here so first Mithril robes and breastplate. And of course we got Inanna's symbol emblazoned on the chest. Okay? Naturally. Um, she wears a shield that is a full-on wall shield, like ankle to shoulder yes. wall shield that she plants in the ground. Fuck and yes. it is a writing tablet with her own words written on, engraved on the front, right? Buddy, that's yes. so good. Right? And to go oh. with that, she has a rapier that is really just a sharpened chisel to go with the shield itself. And, and so she's, she's doing full sword and board with the tablet shield and the chisel sword. Um, oh, yes. And then finally, because in all these poems, one thing I saw, she references like four or five times is that uh, Inanna wears a tiara in all visions of her and, and mm -hmm. gifts her priestess with tiara, a tiara. So, her spell focus is an Inanna tiara and veil that yes. claps, claps over her face. And uh, she uses that as her, her casting focus. Uh, amazing. That's so good, dude. Thank you. Hell yes. Oh, man. Oh, I love it. I don't want to, like, I don't want to go now because like, yours is so much cooler than mine. <laughs> it's, no, no, not at all. No, I'm so excited so to see what you did because she... Her going full bard like has to be interesting because yeah. So I, I did do full bard. Uh, I did full college of eloquence. Because uh, just reading it, I was like, this is this is it's so her. Good. Yeah, yeah. Just it it just fits. Okay, so we've got full level ten bard uh, with college bard. of eloquence. Yeah. What are we looking at attribute wise? Uh, I actually made strength or dump. Okay. Uh, cause I had, I had the same idea of you survive it. Like you're surviving a coup, but also you're a princess. Like yeah, she's yeah. not going to be super strong, but she's like, I feel like she'd be a little more like 
weave in between Dexy, get out of yeah. get out of the way faster. And, and you didn't need the strength for your your pally. Right, build. I didn't need it for anything else. Uh, her dex is eleven, so like pretty average. Okay. Uh, Constitution's thirteen. Same reason. Fuck a yeah, coup. Fuck she's a gotta. Coup. She's gotta make it through. Uh, her intelligence is fourteen. Wisdom's fifteen. Just because wow. same reasons. She's yeah. brilliant and like obviously wise beyond her years. Oh, totally. So she's she's got the brain power, and her charisma is a, a sweet sweet eighteen. Whew. There you go. Uh, from from ASI. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she is popped the fuck up there. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, just just because she's you know like we have a lot of similar reasoning on why we yeah. do things. We just it's it's the same thing we do when we make <laughs> when we make characters is we have the similar idea. We have like the same idea, but we go yeah. It's always like at the core same at yeah. the core same surface level nothing alike. Yeah, it's the interpretation. We did it with Tuck and Merritt. We yeah. did it like before. We did it with Rose and Ollie even. Yeah, yeah, with Rose and Ollie for sure. Because we always have the, the <laughs> same idea, but it's the way we want to go about making that idea happen that just completely yeah. goes the other way. You're you're so right. Yeah, it's my favorite thing because I can yeah. always count on like Caleb and I going to be Caleb and I going to be the same. Cool, we're going to be the same, but very different. We, not, we even even with Eli's yeah. even with Eli stuff yeah. for Ashoka. Oh, totally. I mean, we, we have went, so much in common in that campaign. Yeah, uh, I love. I knew oh, as soon I love as it, I, picked, I love you. I love you too. Um, I knew as soon as I picked uh, College of Eloquence that you were too. I was like, "Fuck it, yep. you know what? This is gonna be the one that we we fall into together." Yeah, I was. I was like, Caleb's gonna do at least cleric bard. Yeah, and then I was like, he might dip into paladin. Yeah, I, was fucking I had right. to. I had to. I love it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So those are those are her those are her stats. Her charisma's pop the fuck up. Um. I also. I know I'm skipping a little bit, but I gave her Prodigy as a oh. as a as a feat oh from Xanathar's. Oh my god, that's yeah. killer! So I didn't so even she gets an extra proficiency and she gets an extra expertise. So she's got so because she's level ten, she's already got four expertise from just being a bard. Oh, and my then god. from Pod- Prodigy, she gets a fifth expertise. So her history, insight, and perception are all plus ten. And then her performance and persuasion are plus twelve, Whew. and her religion is also plus ten. So she's oh so she's just like, and and it makes sense to me that she would be super insight heavy, super perception, performance, and persuasion heavy yeah. because she's you know she's talking to the people, she's bringing the people together, and so it's it's this whole like that that's her whole bread and butter oh, yeah. is like I'm a woman of I, I and she's not technically a woman of the people because she's a fucking princess yeah but she's bringing the people to her or like bringing her i guess it's closer to bringing herself to the people yeah of like yeah. hey here's where we're at this is what we're doing oh that's so good so yeah i gave her prodigy and I, so she got that expertise she got another uh proficiency i mean the uh, only she also way, got a, the only way that she could have more expertise is if she dipped in rogue right i think so I think if she That's dipped crazy. in rogue, that would have been like that would have knocked shit even higher. But like, there's no reason for her to. Dip no, in no rogue. there's none at all. I was just the, absolutely none. <laughs> yeah, the meta gamer in me is like, no how do we get her whatsoever. to? Yeah. <laughs> Let's power game. Yeah, yeah. How do we get her to max expertise? Uh, but because of because of prodigy, she also gets another tool set that she's proficient in, another language, 
in another language. So I gave her calligrapher stools, which is pretty much as close as you're going to get to cuneiform. Yeah. Oh, totally. Excuse me. And then, so because she's also an acolyte. So from, from being a human, she gets, yeah, it makes sense. It's like the obvious choice. Yeah. From, from being a human, she's gets a common and then one other language. And then from being an acolyte, she gets two more. And then from being a prodigy, she gets another. So she's got five motherfucking languages. <laughs> okay. What did you go with language wise? Let's see how, how close we are on that one. Okay. 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 Uh, common, obviously. Yeah. Celestial. Yeah. Obviously. Okay. Primordial. Ah, yeah, primordial. Me too. Me too. Okay. Primordial too. <laughs> Sylvan. Okay. Yes. And abyssal. Oh, abyssal is where you lost me. I went with Elvish and Sylvan. Okay. I like the idea of her. That tracks. Being like with the higher, like the the higher ups or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious that yeah. we went so far and got so close. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah. So with with like College of Elegance, she gets a couple other super cool things. Like obviously, she gets Counterstorm and Jack of All Trades and Song of Rest and blah 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 and all that normal Bard stuff. Uh, but then she gets Silver Tongue, which means that anytime she makes a charisma, like a yeah. charisma roll, like persuasion or deception. Anything she rolls less than a 10 is just automatically a 10. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> so insane. The lowest, the lowest she could roll is literally a, uh, a 22. It's the incredible. persuasion she could roll is a fucking 22. And that's at level 10. Like at level, that's 20. At level 10. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I mean, Who the just, fuck knows? Just and that's, reading. and that's without like any kind of cool, crazy, like bard equipment. Yeah. This is, I made her super base. Oh man. I Ridiculous. mean, just just reading through Eloquence made me like immediately like I already wanted to play this, but going through and making a level ten Eloquence yeah. and and looking at what they get throughout, oh, I, I want to play one so bad now. This is literally the first bard I've ever made. I've never played really? a bard. I've never built a bard. You have you met me? I am yeah. not a charisma person. You, I'm you not a what? charisma player. That, well, you know that I'm just a gas because are. I can't exist without playing a charisma yep. character. <laughs> Yeah, I want to. I want to run a game, or I want to play a game where you have to dump charisma and I have to pump charisma. Oh <laughs> my that, god! Oh yeah. no, I already did that though. I already did that with uh, with Ashoka because I had to That's pump. True. I had to pump charisma because I was a sorcerer. Yeah, yeah, because you were trying to yep. build up that multi. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You played a really cool multi class in that one because I've never That's seen true. rogue paired with sorcerer like that. It was so interesting. I, I mean, w- once Eli was like, "Yeah, you can you can sneak attack with your you can spells." Sneak attack with spells. It's, it's over. Like, <laughs> there's no game anymore. I was like, Eli, when I was building it, I was like, "Hey, Eli, is this too OP?" And she's like, "Nah, fucking do it." And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> "Fucking Eli." I um, love her so much. Yeah, it, oh, the energy that she brings to everything is yeah, fucking do it. Okay. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> she 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 gave us so much during that game. I'm so yeah. excited for everyone to hear it. It's gonna oh, be totally. great. Yeah. Uh oh, so she also has unsettling word from being oh, eloquence, yeah. which is on a bonus action she can spend one of her bardic inspiration and pick a person within sixty feet and just like take away from their saving throw the next time they do it, which makes a all, because fuck a coup. And yeah, like, I have the power, the power of Anana literally sits inside my soul. So fuck you. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, it's so good. Um, and then also unfailing inspiration, which I thought was a super cool idea for her of like, uh, unfailing inspiration is when someone spends an inspiration die, 
if it fails, if like if the if whatever they're using it on fails, they get to keep that inspiration. Right. Oh, that's so incredible. I uh, th- and that that also just fits kind of for her for her whole narrative. Yeah. Of like, hey, like shit's weird and shit's bad, and maybe I don't entirely believe this at all times. But I'm still going to keep like pushing forward and I'm still going to keep going after this coup and I'm still going to keep like bringing the people together. Yeah. So that's yeah. It's a second chance at that doubt. And, yes! you know, you found a way to make that into a gameplay uh, standpoint, which I think is so Ridiculous. fucking good. Yeah. Uh, and then her last kind of cool thing that she gets is universal speech, which is kind of like uh, Tongue of Sun and Moon for monks, which is yeah. she can make uh, any number of people within 60 feet of her up to her charisma modifier. So that'd be like four. So she can, like, four people within reach. She can just talk and they'll understand her. Oh, and that's and you, it. You know what? Everyone uh, talks a little down on College of Eloquence because it is so much based in, in social encounters and everything like that. Yeah. But you have never known pain. Right now, I'm playing in uh, a game of um, uh, oh, it's into the abyss or out of the abyss, right? Uh, okay, um, yeah. The the one that's set entirely in the underdark. Yes, we yes, have yes. seven players and none of us speak undercommon, and we've been <laughs> down there for a year. For a year. For a year, none of Caleb! us have learned the fucking language. Jesus. So, if if you're ever doubting how useful, you know. Uh, <laughs> And Hedwana is right here. She is so useful hey. because nine times out of ten, I'm just hoping to God I can speak to someone. <laughs> and the fact that you can just make that happen. Oh, yeah, beautiful. I mean that, and that, and also still tracks for her bringing two sides of a war together, like exactly uniting it's people. Eloquence, like I was looking at lore, and then I was like, I need to look at eloquence again, just because because I because I read it when it was Unearthed Arcana, and then I just kind of forgot about it because I. I don't play bards. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, wait, hold on. This actually works very well. And, and you know what? Lord doesn't work because she is not a writer that is focused on the past. When she exactly. was writing, it was in the present tense. Mm. It was a message. It was a letter and it was a poem. And yep. poetry is never about what's come before. It's about what you're feeling in that moment, exactly. what you're trying to express to the world. And that to me immediately read, there's no way lore fits into this. It, it's mm-hmm. got to be eloquence. It's how well can you deliver that message? Yeah, that was that was a lot of where, where a lot of my issue with lore came from. I was like, yeah. she's not that focused on the past. Like, she's not. Because I, I knew I wanted her to be a bard just because it, it just like set, it like, tracks. it just set there for me. I was like, she's a bard. Like, that's yeah. it. Like, she, like, cleric is, cleric's a good choice. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to dig you. This no, sounds so shitty. You're totally fine. Yeah, I, that's the thing is originally I was going to go full bard, but yeah. I think the research cracked me open a little bit and said, oh, for sure. well, there's so much history to it. If you take it from the second she entered into that office and then to the coup itself. And I was like, well, rather than being boring, well, not boring, sorry, rather than being you. <laughs> double speak and, you know, both of us coming here with a full 10 bard, right? Yeah. I was like, well, I'll break this down and tell a story there. No, it's, um, you, you told it so, like, well within those, like, chunks of it. It works fucking perfectly. I love the multi So does yours because you took so many pieces of who she is and managed to make it somehow a gameplay feature. Yeah. Which is incredible that you can like, you know, play the abstract concept of religious doubt <laughs> as a fucking like feature you use once a day. Fucking That's incredible. Unfailing inspiration. It's so stupid. I love, yeah. I love RPGs so fucking much. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, 
yeah so that's that's her that's her like dope shit that she gets for being uh full eloquence and then spell i i can't tell you how long i labored over the spell list i was i was like hemming and hawing about the spell list at work today the kids i nanny were asleep and i was flipping feverishly through like three D D books like what the fuck spells does she have um so oh okay so because because she's 10 bard she also gets come on take me to the top now friend come on friend does she go. still get the the two spells that she can pick from any list magic secrets yeah yep. magic secrets so i did pull from cleric lists for those two and those it, it could be a cantrip or a spell and yeah. for this i pulled uh word of radiance because yeah obviously obviously and ceremony because obviously yeah. ceremony yeah. um I had I had the idea that eventually she'd get Spirit Guardians because I think at 14 you get another two. Yeah. So Spirit Guardians is in there. And then, um, oh man, I had another one that I wanted to throw in there from the Spirit Guardians would what be just perfect for her too because the right. idea of... Like just know, little, little like moon drops. Yeah, representations of Inanna, you know, little tiaraed women appearing yes. around her, shielding her. I mean, it's perfect for the for the coup too, because that's such yeah. a. It's my favorite cleric spell in existence because everyone doubts the fucking thing. They're like, "Oh, yeah. okay, so it's a little shield you run into." Spirit Guardians is badass as hell. The, the second that you walk into that thing or start your damn turn on it, you're immediately taking what is like three three die eight at the three base. Eight, or yeah, something. and then Which, and your speed is halved, and your yeah. speed is halved. Like, yeah. I, I fucking love. I love Spirit Guardians. I also don't play clerics that often, but I oh. love Spirit Guardians. Yeah. Clerics are fun. Clerics are yeah, a lot of they're fun. They're so good. I need to and, play another cleric. And you're starting to see the beauty that is magic secrets with Bart. Like you ne like okay. You can just dip in. Yeah. You can Boop. okay, we don't have someone to bring us back to life. All right, revivifies mine. Now, yeah, like yeah. I can take anything. Uh, so I, I did Word of Radiance for for uh, cantrips, vicious mockery because fuck a coup, and yeah, I feel like she gave that shit that dude so much shit afterwards. Oh, yeah, that's the diss track right there. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I also gave her friends. Yeah. And then yeah. I really I this is this is me editorializing a little bit and adding like putting her very full bard. Okay. And I put dancing lights and thunderclap because I thought. Ooh. Like the idea of her kind of holding service or whatever and yeah. talking about Anana and having that ability to like cast out these lights and these sounds and just, and I, I, re I realize Prestidigitation might've done something like that too. Or I guess, I guess it's Thaumaturgy, not Prestidigitation. But you know Would've what? Would've done that too, but I like. Thunderclap does it with a physical ramification that I think is way more Anana yeah. than Thaumaturgy or, or Minor yes. Illusion or anything like that could be. And I just like imagine, yeah, like she she references in her poems, Inanna is this wild, powerful cow that she speaks yep. over like a thousand different times about her being this powerful cow, this oxen, right? Mm -hmm. I love the idea of the thunderclap being, you know, Edwana, yeah, bringing her hands together and this big spectral cow climbs out and yeah. claps out in front of her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I got ceremony, uh, comprehend languages, heroism, illusory script. We hit a lot of the same ones, and then I yeah. also gave her healing word because healing a nation, healing a yeah empire. She, you know. she mends it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I took skyrite. Oops, Ugh. sorry. 
And then I took Skyrite, Shatter, Phantasmal Force, and Enthrall for level two. Wow. Oh, because she palpable. gets she gets fourteen fucking spells. Also, yeah, yeah, she gets a million. Bard. Bards are stupid. Yeah. Uh, but the idea of like Skyrite and being able to like spread the message far across and wide, a people super yeah. easily. Yeah. And 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 that in itself makes it more accessible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to give her a little bit of fighting power with Shatter because I think Shatter's cool. I never use it, but I like Shatter a lot. <laughs> well, Shatter's such a great one too uh, because it's it's vocal, and so her yeah. words are literally you know breaking <gasps> minds and creating noise she can and go full like Black Canary. Yeah, screech. yeah. I mean, like too. obviously she wouldn't, but like psionic. Pe- oh, anyway, <laughs> I'm right there with you. Uh, Phantasmal Force, for yeah. the same reasons as as Dancing Lights and Thunderclap, just the idea of like enthralling someone with, I mean, also enthrall, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, for three, I took Clairvoyance and Bestow Curse because fuck a coup, fuck <laughs> and she a would coup. rail that guy. Yeah. In not a fun way. Uh, and Clairvoyance because I I feel like that would be like she would just be like, this is a gift from Inanna. This is yeah. you know I have this forethought. I have this ability. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It I, I mean, uh, that was four. I took the... polymorph because polymorph's good. Yeah, polymorph's great for her. I that think. that was the one that I was like, this is my one that's like not super character driven. This is just polymorph's good, and we need yeah. it. Yeah, but you know what? It, it sort of is character driven because so much of her imagery in those poems I was looking through is is the animals that embody Inanna, and I would love to see like all the different interpretations from the poem be the only forms she uses in polymorph would be really cool. And yeah, yeah, that'd be dope as hell. I, I part of the reason uh, why I then... went into cleric bard or I'm sorry, cleric and paladin is I like the idea of eventually she would have the ability to do divine intervention, which goes along with clairvoyancy. Oh, I think because the idea yes. of her speaking directly to Anana felt so right for her and, and like, like commune too yes commune and augury yes. all Ugh. those moments where she can sit and speak with her oh yes it's beautiful uh amazing oh man i love that yeah uh and then for fifth level i took i took way more fifth levels than i should but like this is a this doesn't fucking matter because it's not actually going to be played yeah, yeah. unless you want to play it you can totally play in how you want because i'm hoping to put these on the website very soon totally uh but I took legend lore because of course yeah. scrying and raised dead. Very good. Okay. Raised dead. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Oh. Yeah. I, that was, that was another less character driven or less, less character driven and more like utility driven one. Right. Just because I, I, I was, I feel like I got caught up in like the, the like halfway point of like, I want to make everything full character, but also I want to give her like utility and I want her to be like strong support, but also yeah. like not completely help. I was like teetering back and forth on this really terrible seesaw that I never, I don't think I quite like figured out how to like stand in yeah. the middle of. That, that's how I felt too is like, but also like raised dead could be like raised. Could be raised what? <laughs> raise, Finish your sentence. Raise the, uh, Fuck you. Uh, raise the, raise the, like, how do I want to say this? Like the, kind of like raise the embers of where they came from almost. And like right. towards where they're going, like raising so, the dead from like, here's where we were. And this sucked. And this war was shit, but we're moving on to something better. 
Right. It's sort of like bringing back the ancestral line of it and giving it new purpose. Like right. the, the things we left behind yeah, 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 yeah. really can do something for us. I like that. Yeah. But also I, I want her to be useful in a party situation. <laughs> I was stuck too of like, because I know that this was our, our first time taking a crack at this. So I wasn't sure what either of us wanted to really bring to the table. So yeah. I was like, well, am I building someone I would play at the table or am I building something that was unique to her? But I think part of the fun is, you know, in future episodes, us deciding if that's going to be the focus this week is, yeah. you know, how can you make the most accessible table friendly thomas no not thomas jefferson that's a terrible explanation i don't want to do thomas we're not jefferson. talking about motherfucking thomas jefferson he can um, go to hell Constantine uh, uh, stanislavski as you can for, that one yes um, if you want to talk about stanislavski i'm here for it i bring me on any week and i'll talk stanislavski he's my boy hell yeah. um, we'll do we'll go we'll go triple nerd we'll go history we'll go theater nerd and we'll go D&D nerd. It'll be terrible. It'll be unlistenable. Oh, but damn, yeah. we'll do it. <laughs> you um, and me with Stanislavski would be hell oh, yeah. for because anyone else. Here's here's the thing. We can do that episode with like extra tie-ons. So we'll do it like hard mode. No Bard. Bard is out of the question. Bard is out of the question. You, you can't even to do touch it. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to make Stanislavski, but he cannot have the actor feet. Cannot be a Bard. Okay, um, I think I, I could actually. I think I could actually build that. I'm cut. I'm already building it in my head. <laughs> there you go. Uh, even harder, you have to dump charisma <laughs> and find a good reason why. Yes. See, I, I, yes. This is shit we got to do. Like, oh, I'm here every for these week. rules. Yeah, we, oh, we got to come up with the rules, and we got to. We, we got like, to set up the set up the norm first before we start breaking all our own. I'm sorry. Rules. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm playing in episode 15 right now. You, yes, you know yes, how I yes. operate. No, it's good. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and then all of her all of her equipment's kind of basic. I, I I I didn't go the route of like pumping her up. I kind of went the like route of like basic, like this is nothing crazy, but also yeah. like kind of cool shit. Uh, so she has a sickle because it fits the time period totally. yeah. better than most of the weapons would. Uh, and a dagger because of course she has a dagger because everyone has a dagger in D and D for no reason. Yeah. Um, leather armor. She's a real. She's real easy to hit. <laughs> her AC is fucking eleven. <laughs> She's she's mine, she's mine is she's support. Too. She's backline. We're, we're on the same. You have a paladin in there. How do you have you have mithril? Okay, all right. Let me put it on right now. I'm sorry. It's I'm wrong. It's a twelve. Um, okay. It's because it's because Dex was her dump. So oh yeah, you dumped her. She, she loses out on all right. that, and it's that a mithril chain actually. shirt. So it still it still goes off. Uh, your your uh, dexterity for armor class. So I, I'm All fucked right. there. That's fair, I that's promise fair. I will revamp Edhuana with. <laughs> we'll do Edhuana and uh, Hedjuana you know, 2.0. Yeah, and Hed and Hedjuana 2.0 with um l like fully fixed stats. I promise. I Make her that. a real paladin. <laughs> Make her a real boy. I'm yeah. a real boy. That was <laughs> terrible. Uh, and then and then she has instruments, which is lyre, drum, and flute because those all fit because you gotta period. take them yeah yeah and i i gave her a drum because i i i think that fits with an ana more than flute and lyre do you really oh totally yeah and that's that's my build for her yeah i low-key want to play her because i've never played a bard before right? oh. i've been i've built i've been building one like in the back of my head but nothing like i haven't actually like put him down on paper 
But. You know what? Bard gets such a bad rap because it is instantly what everyone thinks of when you think of like the D&D memes or the like, I'm going to yeah. fuck a dragon character. Horny Bard. And the, the thing about Bard is that's fun. And I've played a few of those characters in my day of like, I'm just going to be this carefree, non-committal character that's not really attached to anything. But in the same breath, when you step out of that box of I am a you know dandelion from witcher i am a guy in big theater tights playing a violin and that's my whole personality you you have moments like uh and hedgewana where you can create honest to god fully developed people that have almost nothing to do with that trope of i'm a wandering musician for for gold or anything like that I, i think that's where you'd have the most fun playing one yeah uh, because w- once you found something that didn't fit into the mold of everyone else's, you'd knock it out of the park. I know. Ooh, thanks, bud. Yeah, at some at some point I'll play a bard. At mm. some point, N- next have... one shot, I get to pick your subclass, and that would be fun. You just get to all pick of us mine. picking for everyone. That'd be yeah. that'd be kind of dope. It'd be awesome. Um, yeah. So that's that is our our lady in Hedjuana. She's incredible she's super fascinating i i barely knew about her before before i did this and i'm so happy that i know so much more about her um so thank you for joining us on this wild ass adventure into you know four thousand years ago yeah yeah man you know it's so good because now everyone who comes through and watches the vod or is here when this posts they're going to know as much as we did and, and come out the other side, you know, knowing this beautiful new person that existed so much longer before us, but, and, and have this cool way of interacting with her and having this yeah. piece of paper that could, you know, in the smallest way possible, let me affirm that what you and I are doing, are, <laughs> it's not going to shake <laughs> the earth or anything, but no, like but... Th- this is a moment that you and I are going to share and we're going to remember for the rest of our life of, mm-hmm. of sitting down and learning about this person together. I think it's yeah. really cute. It's wonderful. Yeah. And just having, just having her like out in the world a little bit more is important because exactly. Even if things... it's just us. Yeah. Even if it's just you and me knowing about it, like things would have yeah. been so different in the world, you know, if, if maybe she hadn't been who she was. Yeah, And that's kind of what I like about history, because if one person wasn't who they were, then, then it wouldn't work. Who the fuck knows what would have changed. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you for, for joining us this evening. Uh, I'll be back in about two weeks to talk about someone new. Uh, I may I may tell you who I may not. Ooh. There's lots of there's lots of options. Um. Please follow us on social media uh, at Mayday Roleplay on Twitter, at Mayday RP on Instagram. Um, all of our episodes for Arc One of our Delta Green podcast, Doom to Repeat, are out now on uh, wherever you find podcasts, really. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? What else? We'll be coming got... out with a D&D podcast very soon, uh, led by our wonderful, lovely, fantastic Dungeon Master Eli this time. Uh, it was a trip and we're in the middle of editing right now and it's yeah, beautiful. It's so I'm very excited to share it. Um, if yeah, you guys keep are a, keep an interested, eye here for 
we have uh, on Tuesday we have Iron Swarm uh, streaming for yes, us. That. So tune in every Tuesday. Well, they they that. stream before us. They go at four. Well, We're going at seven. Whenever so those you can losers go back do and see it. it. Yeah, you, you know, show up for them. We're those losers, motherfucker. Very true. Um, and then on Fridays, <laughs> we'll do either one shot or a debrief uh, streaming through this channel. That's also when we post on podcast. Also, if you guys have a suggestion of who Leg yes, should do please. next, uh, you know, hit Leg up. Uh, our socials are all over the place. Yeah, um, hit us hit us with those those people that you want to hear about, people you want us to build. I'm trying, I'm like I said, I'm trying to stay to more like unknown folks, but if there's someone like big that you're like, I want this and it's cool and it's a big one, we'll fucking do like there's I make the rules for some reason. I make yeah. the rules here <laughs> on this particular experience. So who knows? Maybe maybe we'll see what happens. I have a huge long list, but it's pretty it's pretty malleable. So yeah, let me know what you guys, what who you guys are looking for, who you're thinking we should we should check out. I'm always excited to learn new things, and yeah. uh, I hope I hope you are too, because that's yeah. all we have in this life. Uh, thank you, Caleb, for for being here with me, buddy. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for dealing with all of this technology bullshit. Um, and we'll see you guys very very soon. Goodbye, y'all. Thank you. Perfect. Nice.